Music gave the civil rights movement hope. Voting restrictions, police shootings, Black Lives Matter, all evidence that the civil rights movement didn't end with the signing of a bill or a march on Washington. The movement continues today, and music is still an integral part of it. Our group has been singing for the past week. As an 11-year-old, Joanne Bland didn't know she was fighting for freedom. She just wanted to be able to sit at the lunch counter and eat her ice cream, swirling in the diner-style chairs just like the white children in her small town of Selma, Alabama. She learned she would never have one without the other. It was just part of life. So, and you internalize it and don't know, realize you're learning it. So it just became me. That's what you were supposed to do. That's the way I, what I grew up doing. I grew up and the, my people were my examples. They did it. My older sisters did it. What I was going to do, sit over there on the stoop. Clutching the hand of her older sister, Bland marched to the crest of the Edmund Pettus Bridge on March 7, 1965, a day that has come to be known in history as Bloody Sunday. Along with hundreds of other marchers, Bland faced rows of police officers, some mounted on horseback with custom-made billy clubs, others with dogs and canisters of tear gas. I'm Ashley Walls, on the bus with Shemshia Kasa, Sasha Lee, Caroline Hibero, and 49 others in the last days of a civil rights pilgrimage through the American South, exploring our country's painful past of racial tensions and the resilience of activists in the movement. Laughter kept the marchers going, so did faith that a better world would come, and so did song. For our group, songs serve the same purpose. Those on the bridge that fateful Sunday, and many others since, continue the battle for civil rights. Joanne Bland leads us past kids playing basketball to an old cement slab behind Brown Chapel. Fifty years ago, the Selma marchers gathered here to start their march. She had each of us pick up a stone from the last remaining piece of original concrete. Look at y'all holding that history in your head. You must be history makers too. I think it's important that our children hold this history bar because they have to connect. They have to connect to this history to know how bad it was. So it would never ever happen to any other people in God's rainbow. That's right. They have to know it was bad. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't say things like they gave their lives. They didn't give anything. Those people were murdered. Our children need to know how bad it was. In February of 1965, voting rights activists were attacked by local police and state troopers in Marion, Alabama. Baptist deacon Jimmy Lee Jackson was shot protecting his mother and grandfather. Jackson's killing sparked that historic 1965 march. Della Maynard was a junior high student at the time. She heard the shots and later joined thousands who marched on Bloody Sunday. This medallion was, was presented to those of us who, who were on the front line to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. And on the back of it it says, I was jailed so that you could be free. Maynard still lives in Marion, still loves her town, still knows the same problems persist. But I'm going to stay on the front lines, you know. Uh, every opportunity to tell the story, 
to try to get people to see where and what they need to be doing uh, or being active in their community. Somehow, some way, Dr. King spoke about it often, about how we can make a difference in our community. But people need to know that we have been protesting against slavery ever since we got off the boat. There have been protests after protests. We have been killed, maimed, beaten, but we have still been fighting. Teresa Burroughs ran her own hair salon when she stepped on the bridge that Sunday in 1965. She founded the Safe House Museum to commemorate the time the home sheltered Dr. King as he traveled through Alabama. The museum showcases the contributions of the foot soldiers of the movement. I tell you, we, we were not professional marches, but we were just in the movement. You know, wherever there was something happening, we were there. We went because we just wanted to be free. Bob Zellner says the fight itself keeps people resilient. He has been part of the movement since the early 60s when he became the first white field secretary for the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. If you are persecuted people for uh, centuries and generations and generations, you develop a leadership and a strength that overcomes all that. That spirit keeps him marching. It keeps Dr. Bernard Lafayette marching, too. More than 50 years ago, he laid the groundwork for the Selma movement. He's been arrested 27 times over the years. People have tried to kill him. He's been beaten and almost kidnapped. This sounds strange, but I didn't have any times of moments of distress. I don't have any now. Lafayette credits his faith, his colleagues in the movement, and the work he does alongside his wife, Kate. I'm just so grateful that uh, I had that experience because it's interesting being in early childhood, being a teacher, working with other teachers, working with your family, but until you move into the arena of putting it all together. So my advice to the young people who are here is keep digging and finding it out. These leaders say music keeps the movement energized. Mark Pearson of the Brothers Four was our musical guide on this pilgrimage. Along with the congregation at the First Baptist Church in Birmingham, we sang one of his songs. Back on the concrete slab behind Brown Chapel, with pebbles in hand, Selma marcher Joanne Bland reminds us that the fight against injustice is far from over. Because when you see injustice committed against anyone, anyone, and you feel like you can't do anything, you need to go pick up that rock and hold it in your hand and take from it the strength of the ordinary people, ordinary people who stood on that very same rock and made history that not only changed this hick town, but America, if not the worst. And then get up off your behinds and do something. On the bus, heading for Atlanta and home and so much more, with Caroline Pibero, Sasha Lee, and Shimshia Kasa, I'm Ashley Walls.